Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the number one Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Daddy McDook. I'm joined as always by Dr. Hoji the Electric Smoji. Yeah. And John Andy Williams Sheeran. A lesser known crooner, but a crooner nonetheless. Well, it, it, for this season. Most wonderful time of year, guy? Yeah. That's right. And, uh, so, guys, uh, how you doing, John? You, you know, man, when are the Bengals going to stop letting average 49ers quarterbacks drive on them to win the game? It feels like this is a 40-year theme. I know we're not talking yeah. about the game yet, but that's kind of on my mind right now. It is, yeah. Now, wait, would okay, you count, wait, were you talking about Joe Montana there? or? Well, yeah, he's the first. But he was pretty awesome, I thought. Eh. So, Brinks.tv, real quick, we want to tell you to go to Brinks.tv. You can win a lot of different things by guessing a lot of different things. And they have such some fantastic material. And Courtney, I mean, I know you're excited about this one, which is, hold on, the new show is called uh, What's the Rush? And it is about the life and times of, obviously, the great Rush Limbaugh. Oh, I no. think Courtney was the producer sounds like for a that award-winning show. Do these Rush sound Limbaugh's... right to you when you say them? He's bringing you into his... He's really just giving us his pitch deck, is he's, what he's, he's doing. And he's drawing you, really, he's drawing you into his fascist fantasies. I mean, Courtney knows better than I do, but he's a five-time Macaroni Award winner. Nope, And he's no the, in the award. NBA Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Nope, it's not NBA. It's and he NAB. won the President's Medal, which is fantastic and amazing. It means And it leads me to... The next part of Brinks.tv, which is that Rush was also, you know, I mean, he wasn't on the show. I think he's not with us anymore, but he was the honorary guest on the Ray Lewis show. That that doesn't even sound no, true. No. Because President Medal. Okay, but okay, but. Look, I mean, but, you would have won the President Medal, honestly. That, that's how meaningless they are, I'm sure, if, if things would have kept he's, going. He's looking way. up at us, talking about him posthumously. But I look, will not speak it, ill of the dead. No, but look, Courtney, but I want to be serious for a second. We do have the, the Shields, the NFL Shields show, right? Yes, Inside the Shield with Pro Football Moms. With Pro Football Moms, hosted okay. by Alicia, Alicia Garrett. Garrett mm-hmm. Alicia mm-hmm. Garrett. And we talked about how her guest, her upcoming guest is DJ Reader's mom, Felicia Reader. And which is which is fantastic. And the most recent guest was Colin Farrell's mom, whose name was Celicia. No, Miss Bay. Yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland Farrell's mom. Oh, okay. I'll actually I give Daddy Isha... on that one. That, that one's not too easy. Colin Farrell is the Irish actor and stud mom. Well, I, I, yes, but the mom you're saying doesn't her name doesn't end with Isha. You're saying no. Okay, so this is the first time in the history of the show because I think the previous week you had. Who was it? You know, it was like uh, Propecia Rogers, I think, was on the show. And a lot of interesting. 
But but look, it's a great show about moms, very overprotective moms. Take your pills mm. before the show, not after. Okay, but look, I have uh, I have a real announcement here. I have a real announcement about the real sponsor, and you guys aren't going to believe this. So the Cincinnati Bengals have this sponsor and then immediately after going to the Bengals these guys I looked at my emails for months they've been contacting us and I thought it was a spam but this is legit low six Bengals picks so what does that mean basically you can go to their app and you can find you can choose different Bengals things like for instance I think one of the questions you can answer is how many people will Joe Burrow make swoon in the next game? And so you go, you put your football knowledge to the test, and you predict Bengals game outcomes in the new free-to-play Bengals picks. You submit your selections by kickoff and watch the keyboard as you compete with other fans for a chance to win fantastic Bengal prize, including game ticket and signed merch. But nice. listen to this. That's, that's not all. You use the link in the description, and you can see it right there, bengalspicks.app.link slash e slash dhs. And that is going to be in the description for the, the YouTube show and the podcast. And uh, feel free to adapt the copy however it suits above. No, no, no. Stop, reading. stop reading. Stop reading. Stop reading. Stop, 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 stop. in game from Tuesday. So stop. add questions for upcoming game. Stop to make reading. a lot of money. He's going to read his social okay. security if he's not careful. So, guys. Oh, it says something about description about the graphic, too. But I don't have time for that. Look, I want everybody to go there, make your Bengals picks. I made my picks. And I think I got about 5 or 10% of them right. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm, I, I've, it seems like I was a little too positive about the Bengals. The over-under on Joe Burrow's passing yards. I picked 6,000. But it is no. You can go. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, and I'm serious. It's free to play. You and will it's win a big jerseys. Honor that they went with our tickets. show for this. I don't know if people know that. That's a big honor. They picked our show. Talk about picks, right? So okay, let us talk some football. 49ers. 49ers, and we had a bit of an interesting situation. So the Bengals, the whole game, they were fumbling and bumbling and dropping. Punt returns and other ball. It was just very strange, John. I don't have no idea what was going on. But the whole team had had trouble holding on to the ball. And uh, and it seemed like everybody question. knew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I can, I know you got the did Zach crack thing, so I'm not going to talk about if Zach cracked. I guess that's the field goal. Is that when we get to talk about that? Is another the next thing is to talk about the field goal decision in overtime. Fine. But forget the field goal in overtime. What happened? Up until then, I mean, the deficit that the Bengals were trying to overcome and they overcame and Joe Burrow was saving the day. All of that was because of really bad plays. A lot. There were two or three. I think there were three kick returns that were dropped, if I'm not mistaken. There was interception that was dropped. There was messiness all around. What is up with this team and who do we blame? On When a team lacks this kind of ball handling discipline, John, who is to blame? Because I, I've asked people on Twitter and they said the position coaches will tell them to get their act together. Because honestly, if the Bengals held the ball, if they did not make those mistakes, the Bengals had this game in the bag. They were the better offense and the defense was pretty good too. 
That's my thinking. But I want to hear John's input on this topic. John? Is it strange that these things keep happening, or is this just who they are? Because last why week, a lot, are of, a lot of things are crazy that were happening last week. We kind of blew it off as just a crazy week. But then they keep killing themselves. They keep shooting themselves in the foot. And people want to blame coaching because when you have talented players making mistakes, you automatically put that on a lack of discipline or just bad coaching. But honestly, what are the coaches supposed to do when they're putting these guys in situations and they're not even doing the bare minimum? There's no excuse for Jesse Bates to drop the interception. There's no excuse for Darius Phillips to muff not one, but two punts. There's no excuse for some of these things that are killing this team and putting them in in these deficits. And I I understand the the, the coaching, but... John, but... but, Go ahead. Let him finish. I just wanted to say, John, go ahead. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. John... Stop talking. At a, at a, cer- at a certain point, talking. this is your identity. At a certain point, this is just who you are. But it doesn't and make if sense, every, John. If, if every other AFC team is blowing it, why can't the Bengals be included in that fraudulent group? But John, why, but why do they all have the same problem? How is hold it possible John, that the on, whole team of people has the same problem? John wants to say it's not coaching. John, have you heard of Bill Parcells? Yes. Because Bill Parcells, yes, his whole thing with the special teams and, and who made the team and who got to play and all that kind of a stuff was the discipline. And, you know, if, if someone dropped a punt, you know, or whatever, he wouldn't see the field again. And, and they, they he sent Darius a message. Phillips. They had to. They did. They did that. Like, like not a lot After of coaches. After two fumbles? Would, not a lot of, no, not I a mean, lot of coaches. I mean, not a lot of, hey, hey. Not a lot of coaches I, would have benched Darius Phillips after the first one, honestly, because they had no depth behind him. They had to put in Bill Tyler Parcells Boyd back there. No, no, he wouldn't have. He would not have if, if, under that situation. Darius Phillips is only playing in this game because they had to have another cornerback because Trey Waynes wasn't healthy enough to play in this game. There was a lot of factors that went into this, and it, it's not on the coaches for Darius, Darius Phillips muffing that punt right there. Like they had to have running back after have, the second one. And who would think I, that he would do it again? I mean, no coach I, thinks, oh, if I put Darius Phillips out there, he's going to do the exact same thing again. No one thinks that. I'm just saying, Look, I mean, there's saying no- setting the tone and the culture is on the coach, John. And maybe the coach, look, maybe they don't, maybe their hands are cold from playing outdoors and practicing outdoors. Maybe they don't do as many individual drills. I don't know. There's something going on where their, their hands are not as ready for the game. Maybe they, maybe they don't have the, the, the real authentic NFL gloves. Maybe they have the cheaper knockoffs. John, there's so many different things that we want you to explore. Dude, Darius Phillips had not muffed a punt since 2018. He did it once, and people want to use hindsight to say they should have benched him after the first one. What is wrong with giving him another chance to prove himself? Obviously, it didn't work out, and it bit him in the butt, but because, like, there was a benefit of the doubt factor there. Like, that was something that he'd never done before or hadn't done since he was a rookie. Yeah, like I don't, but, I don't know. I, saying, this hindsight thing is weird. You, no, no. But you mentioned Jesse Bates. It wasn't just Darius. Let's be fair. A lot of fumbles. A lot of balls bouncing around. The previous week, Joe Mixon had an uncharacteristic fumble. Right? What's going on, John, with this team? Are they are they feeling the pressure? Is it nerves? There, there's probably some of that too. I think we collectively. We look at players who are talented and who are capable of doing great things, and we assume that that is just just the standard. It's just stable. It's always going to happen. We forget that some of these guys probably aren't as good as we prop them up to me, prop them up to be, and that they make mistakes. Unfortunately, they make too many mistakes against crucial opponents, and they can't find a way to dig out of those holes that they create for themselves. Honestly, yeah. I think it's just players just making mistakes and not being as good as we think that they are. Okay. Well, let us let us uh, talk to co- about coaching again. So, Zach Crack, because now fans are gobbledsmacked, John. 
Fans, fans are fans. gobsmacked. They should be gobsmacked. Look, here's the thing. I don't care if Zach cracked. You want to know why? Because this team, back-to-back, two weeks, came back from a deficit. Why do you not give the head coach any credit? That was Joe for- Burrow. It doesn't make sense to say that. Yeah, yeah John, it's Joe Burrow. He's not out there by himself. You got, he's calling the plays. Everybody talks about see, how bad okay. his play calling Joe, is. He called no. the plays to get them back from he, the deficit. No. He made some incredible tra- throws in the fourth quarter and overtime. I'm talking about MVP Fine. throws. Fine. He, he was, no, he was running around. Look at that touchdown, the second touchdown, John, to uh, Chase. Mm-hmm. That has zero to do with coaching. I mean, Chase didn't even know he was throwing the ball to the right before the ball about, got You're talking about there. the first one. You're talking about the first one. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, nobody knew what he was doing. Jamar Chase didn't know what he was doing. It Has wasn't just about that throw. They were in the game. Listen, listen, listen. The old Bengals, you guys forget. I mean, the old Bengals, they had, you know, I would say Marvin Lewis was, was brilliant. Probably, probably the smartest, one of the smartest coaches we've ever had. A defensive genius. But you will agree, and I will agree, that they never would have come back from that deficit. And you could say Dalton, fine. Yes. But Dalton. the team, but the team doesn't ever lose hope. That's the coach. That's the team the coach. keeps trying. That's the coach. Everybody the defense doesn't the give factor. it. Well, maybe it is the Burrow factor. But you know, there's a lot of, and you know, there's the other thing. You know, what about bringing Jamar Chase on when everyone was talking about the Sewell and Jamar Chase debate? That's Zach. What about the fact that this team still feels like a winning team? even though they've actually lost a lot of games recently. That's I don't Zach. think we know who made the final call on Chase, but I doubt it was, it was I, Zach. Who had, it doesn't matter. The point is... You got to give coaching. Zach credit where credit is due. And you know what? I see a team that honestly falls apart because of but, these simple mistakes. Look, Drops we're talking about... And that's we're way talking more about the cracking under pressure. We're specifically talking about the overtime. Joe Burrow... That's one passes. Call. For like 50 yards, right, John? And then they're on the 26-yard line. And if we had the Aaron Rodgers, if we had a Drew Brees, I mean... It okay, set it up first. This. So, no, no, you have to tell the whole story. What down is it and how many yards it's are It's first down and they're on the 26-yard line, John? Yes. Something like that. And, and look, I'm all for mixing things up. I understand that Joe Burrow was getting hit a lot by Nick Bosa and they were worried about that. And that was realized on third down. I get all that. And I'm not trying to sack Zach or, or you know, crack his no. back or anything like no. that. But I would just say this. And yeah. go back. That's a good yeah. one. Courtney, can we get that for the next time? Uh, should Zach pack his bags? And go back. And go back to... Uh, is there any city that... Run? We'll get to that later. But, but the thing is, what I'm saying is, they ran on first. They were averaging, what, 2.8 yards a carry, 3 yards right. a carry, something like that. It was not working, the run game. And they and then they ran on seconds. And then they set up, okay, third and three. You say, okay, easy to get, but come on. And then, so the but thing come is, on what? is like, well, I mean, the thing is like, they d- yeah, you can okay. get the third and three, but you have three chances for Joe Burrow, who was on fire, who was throwing these 25-yard strikes. He threw like four 20-yard completions and, okay. and, and let, him, let him attack. Let yeah, that's a good one. Why won't Zach let's attack? Courtney, let's save yeah. that one too. Yeah. But but my point is, and I think people's point is, why didn't we stay aggressive Maybe he needed the, the most snack. critical time? There we go. Wow. Wait, no, hold on, no, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. No, finish the story. 
So now the story is, so we go, we run on first. We, we run, run on second. first. We run on we second. get third and three. Third and three. Zach, uh, Burrow gets sacked. Sacked. And that ends the touchdown ambition. Right. Yeah. And if, and if, by the way, they kick that field goal and got it, and right. then they give the team, because you're really banking on your defense being able to stop them. And, yes. and that's what Zach thinks, that he thinks they're in a position where they can stop them. And I think he had good reason to think that. Then if you stop them, guess what? Everybody thinks you did the right thing by kicking the field goal. Hindsight is twenty twenty, daddy But But yeah, that's the problem with these things team. because it's it's entirely results-based. We only have these discussions right. based off of what actually happens. Exactly. We don't focus on the process. I, don't, I, I want to be clear. Like I'm not absolving Zach of any blame here. I think that is the biggest error of his entire game was running on first and second down with how Burrow was playing at that point. But people want to just always blame play calling with him. They don't realize that play calling is also a reflection of what is actually happening in the game. The offensive line played probably its worst game of the right. entire season, which is why it was probably Joe Burrow's best game of his entire career because he was making all these plays and throws despite a terrible pass-protecting offensive line in front of him. And I understand in some ways that they didn't want to put Burrow into, many, into too many obvious passing situations right there. But people want to focus on those last two plays because... It, it it was it could have been a great chapter in the Joe Burrow story to come back in the fourth quarter with two touchdowns to Jamar Chase and the the, the fact that the ball was taken out of his hands there they immediately put that on, they pinned that on Zach because it was something that ruined the game and it ruined the story of Joe Burrow when in reality it's not just Zach Taylor that lost in this game it's the bunch of mistakes that even got him in the deficit first we need to have that nuance with this conversation it's not just on Zach Taylor yeah I, I think you said put it they pinned it on his back you could say they tacked. They, they they tacked it on, on his Zach. back. Yeah, good job, good work, John. Making many analysis. to think that he should so, pack his snack and go back. Let us go to Bengals to the land of hacky sack, which is LA. Okay, preview. And oh, seasons fleetings. Seasons what does this fleetings. mean, Sian's fleetings? Seasons fleetings, and it is referring to the mm-hmm. idea that the season is up in the air if we make the postseason or not, we we have to buckle down. And John, what would you say? I mean, everybody says we got to win three or four, but with the way the AFC is playing out, I mean, we might have to just win two. Who knows, right? I mean, to just well, to make the playoffs with how you much don't want to be a wild AFC. card. I mean, it'd be better if they were well, not going to be card. a wild card. I mean, you, I don't know. I guess That's maybe Baltimore. They could Baltimore, be number yeah. one. They could be number one in the AFC if things go. They're, they're most likely to be a division winner than to be a wild card at this point. That's because true. of how terrible the AFC North is. So if they only win yeah. two of the next four and those two wins are against Baltimore and Cleveland, there is a conceivable path that they're the fourth seed and win the division. Yeah, that would be nice. But they're probably going to win three. You think they're going to win three? Wow. They probably you know have to win three. Oh, they, they have win to win three. three. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's be honest. If you yeah. clean up the drop balls, if you just clean up the drop balls and the interception problem, and we, we all forgot about, we all are such big Burrow fans, and I'm one of them. We forgot about the interception problem. But if you clean those things up, Bengals would have won. Bengals yeah. would have won every game so far that we've been seeing in the past like four or five weeks. That was it. 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 It's hard to do that because yeah. like, I was confident 
in this team beating the 49ers because I thought that they were going to be able to pass the ball well, which they ended up doing, and I yeah. thought that Jimmy G was not going to play that well, which he didn't really play that well. And because those two things happened the way that we thought they were going to happen, they probably should have won this game. And then other things happened that, that we didn't take into account for, the four muff kicks and the dropped interceptions. Like It's never just one thing that, that this team has to overcome. It, it almost yeah. changes on a week-to-week basis, which is why we can't really trust them to just fix one thing and expect all the problems to be solved. I mean, John, I, I would say this. The one thing I, I would say is concentration. I would say that is the thing, is their concentration is off. It seems well, you like... You over-concentrate, you know, too. Yeah, but, catching- but what I mean is, John, is like if you look at young athletes, let's say in the NBA, right? It's okay. like they, they try to attack the basket, but their feet are going faster than their minds can work, right? That's not. I don't think that's true. I think so. But but what I mean is, John, what I mean is that's kind of this Bengalist team. Is like they they see the vision, they see the future, and they're trying to make it happen right away. They want those forty-one ten blowouts every week. Yeah, you know, okay, and they're thinking about it every play because they know they're capable of it. I agree with that. This is probably his best analysis all season. Thank you. Yeah, I, so. I just yeah. yeah. It took a while to get just, there, but once he got when, there, when, we're all there with him. Totally because agree. we're getting closer to promotions, I got really excited. Oh, right. Yeah. That that's, you know, it's funny. That's when the drugs start to kick in, when he starts yeah. doing the promotions. Yeah. John, and they say it's, what is it, Adderall? I, they don't know really what right. it is. That no Adderall, you have to business. sniff it. It yeah, doesn't know, work if you don't sniff No one it. really knows what that is doing or what he's You get on. a little, little sniffles. It's frustrating sometimes. But yeah. believe me, believe me, it's, it, it works. Look, yeah. John, along the lines... No cushion berry for error. John, that was John's idea uh, to talk about cushion berry, which is a, is a rare kind of fruit that is found in Louisiana. John, is that correct? And it is Burrow, one of Burrow's favorite fruits. Go ahead. Yeah, he was. So that was Joe Burrow Center at LSU. He was drafted, I think, in the third round by the Broncos in 2020. And he is in the middle of a very solid interior offensive line for the Broncos. They have Dalton Reisner on one end, who the Bengals were probably going to draft back in 2019. And Quinn Miners, who has the biggest belly of any offensive lineman in the NFL. They make up a great interior. Yeah, honestly, if there's an NFL player that looks like Hoji, it's probably Quinn Miners. Probably one of the best interior trio of offensive linemen in the game right now, and they are blocking for a rookie running back in Javante Williams. The Broncos' offense is weird because they have these talented receivers and a talented running back and a pretty solid offensive line, and they have a quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater who's a lot kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo where he makes some good throws, but most of the time it's just not really enough to make you a serious team. So I think a lot of this game comes down to the Bengals have a decent run defense, but they're going up against one of the better interior offensive lines in the game, a running back that makes a lot of guys miss. I think if the Broncos end up taking advantage of some of the, some mistakes that we have to account that the Bengals are going to make in this game, it could just be them controlling the clock with their running game and their running back and their offensive line. Can the Bengals' interior defensive line and DJ Reader, BJ Hill, Josh Tupo, Larry Ogunjobi, can they withstand the power and the athleticism of that interior offensive line and stop Javante Williams as much as they can? Because if not... I don't know how this game is going to go. John. Well, I think it's going to matter. I think it's going to matter who's healthy, too. Do we know who's healthy and who's not healthy? So, Reader's back. That's yeah, good. I think everyone, everyone is healthy on the defensive line, I think. Okay. Yeah. John, but here's the thing. If you got to be can... careful about big-bellied people. 
I call my big belly right. a chi generator. It's intimidating. There's a lot of power that comes from the belly. People don't understand that. I got the fire in my belly sometimes. Yeah, I mean, Domato Peco, really, I mean, he, he had a lot of success in Cincinnati. And I remember, I remember seeing his breakfast, and I would say, I... It was it was a decent amount of meat, not as much as I would have liked, but he did eat oh, a good amount of meat, which I think, by the way, is the key to success I and happiness. I and, disagree. And, yes, and but but I would say and the this, animals you eat would disagree too. Mm, I don't think they can anymore, but I would say this, John. The the thing about this game is, if the Bengals can put up those points early and get in the shootout, I don't think the Broncos have a chance. And and the thing is, you talked about their secondary not being the greatest, right? Their defensive line not being the greatest. Secondary is decent. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, look, the way Joe Burrow is playing right now. The way Joe Burrow is playing, the way T. Higgins is playing, the way Jamar Chase is playing. I mean, this is amazing. And by the way, I think Tyler Boyd hasn't even, I think, and he is such a humble guy, but a hardworking guy. I I think he's going to have, like, maybe the last third of the season will be his. It was Jamar Chase's season and then T. Higgins. And I think Boyd is going to go off in his own way, which means making really critical plays. And, And the thing is, look, Joe Burrow is coming off of a game where he was on fire. His passes, John, the accuracy... Considering, did you see he was getting hit on I think yeah. three or four of those okay. really big plays? He his arm was getting hit, right? And he was throwing as well as Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, anybody in the league. That is the kind of accuracy, and they were down the field throws. I think and, it was and, his and, best game of all time. I think he it was he had amazing. Like, he probably had three or four of his top ten throws in that game. Yeah, you know. And I'm with you guys, and, and I want and I well, want I'm saying to this, but, 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 let me just finish. I, I, well, what I'm just saying is that coming off of that game, I think that the coaching and Burrow, they're going to be like, okay, we got to let Burrow do his thing. We're going to unleash him this game. They've always That's what let I Burrow do his Especially thing. Especially in that Denver him. air. You know in that air, Denver air, by the way, you have to be careful what you eat because any sort of gas, it just, it just spreads like nothing. It's all just, of your experiences all of about other cities have to do with your, <laughs> your digestive problems and your, your gas. And then you tell me meat is good. Why don't you try eating a salad so you can well, you know, have a bowel Actually, movement. our ancestors used it as movement. a defense not, mechanism. A salad, it actually it attacks you. The yeah, salad, you are the that's one with the message. That's not true. I just want to say one thing. I'm, I, I also want to praise the man that we are lucky to have, which is Joe Burrow. I think he is the team, 100%. But it takes two to tango. And yes, those passes were accurate. But wow, let's give it up to the receivers too. I mean, when Jamar Chase, did you guys see the, the one catch where Jamar Chase is like walking a tightrope in the end zone? Yeah. And he he's so careful. His feet don't go out and he catches. I was like, man, we are the luckiest guys to have this quarterback and these, rec- these receivers. Yeah, It really is amazing. I mean, our skills players are second to none. I mean, Joe Mixon, even in terms of talent, if we yeah. had, a, if we had, John, if we had the top five or ten offensive line, I don't think there's any doubt Joe Mixon would lead the league in rushing. In my mind, I, I mean, he's second right now. So he's second right now. He's but amazing. I mean, even if even if Derrick Henry was was healthy, I think Mixon could give him a run for the money if we had the top offensive line. That is how talented he is. He's not as good as Derrick Henry. I'm not saying that, but he's up there. You know, he is up there. And, you know, people doubted him a lot. People said they paid him too much money and he's proving all of them wrong. But he had some tweet today about a laboratory, which I did not understand. He said, I'm at the laboratory. Now, I don't know if he's going into science or what, or he had some sort of COVID kind of scare. 
but it made me worry a little bit. I don't know if you guys saw that tweet. I did not. John, what does that mean? He's in the lab. Who knows what he's doing? Okay. Maybe they're improving him using, you know, cryogenics or biogenics or, I don't know, maybe they're, maybe he's going to be bionic mixing. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, there are a lot of, yeah, thank you, Courtney. Let's move on to the predictions. Yeah. And how much the Bengals will win by. Right. John, take it away. Oh, boy. Poor John. He hates this game. He hates the game. (laughs) No, man, they don't do well in Denver, honestly. Like... What McCarron? You remember McCarron ripping it up in the They lost match? that game. Yeah, but he was, <laughs> he lost that he was close. That's when I became a fan. I, I think the Broncos are slightly better than a lot of people give them credit for. They have a lot of similarities to the Bengals as well. It's weird though. Like this Bengals season has proceeded with two straight wins, two straight losses, two straight wins. Now they're on two straight losses. They haven't lost three in a row since I guess last year. It would make sense for them to bounce back here, and I think there's logic in kind of waking up, realizing that the best thing for this offense right now is to unleash Joe Burrow, and I think the offensive line has a great opportunity to bounce back against a Broncos defensive line that has lost its luster compared to recent years. I think that they're going to be okay offensively. I think they're going to be fine against Teddy Bridgewater, but at this point, man, at this point, anything can go wrong with this team. Everyone yeah. is capable of making bonehead mistakes and just costing points. And I don't know what that's going to be this week, but I have to assume it's going to happen until it doesn't, until they play another clean game. So I'm going to say, for the sake of the Bengals potentially winning, that they lose closely in this one, maybe like 23 to 21. Wow. So I, I, I go Hold on, next. what is John's player of the game? Who's the player of the game, John? That sounds like Burrow. Sounds like Burrow. I don't know. Um... Let's go with uh, let's let's go with Sam Hubbard. All right. I like it. I like Why not? It. Even though By he's the way, wearing I... red, I'm glad that he didn't choose communism today. Go ahead, OG, please. By the way, did you guys see the news about AJ Green doing so well recently? Oh yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. So here's my thing. You talk about crisp air, mountain air, mile high stadium. What happens when the when the air is thin? The ball travels better. Who does that? Who does that help? A lot of things travel better, but yes. Well, let's not get into your yeah. So, the the, the kicker, if as long as it's not windy, benefits from that. So I do think this is going to be the game where the seventy-yard kick happens. Wow. I know it's going to happen. I saw it very clearly in a dream this summer. I saw it very you're, clearly. You're right. I mean, Jason Elam set his record in yeah. Denver. He played for Denver, but yep. he also set it in Denver. It's happening. So. But I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think the kick is going to happen, but it's not going to be a tiebreaker. I think the Bengals will dominate. They will dominate because, honestly, they, every team that has played them recently, especially in the past two losses, has been playing a team that, as John said, is making kind of stupid mistakes. Stupid mistakes. That stupid mistakes will have to end. It's a maturation process. Now, when will they end it? I think they're going to end this week. And I think you've got a healthy defense of the Bengals' uh, part, and they're playing an offense that isn't great. So I think you're going to shut them down. I see like a high score. I see the Bengals going maybe in the 30s, and the Broncos maybe in the 10s. And player of the game, Joe Burrow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I do I do see, I do see the Bengals... Uh, you know, bouncing back big time, John. Oh, yeah. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going 35 oh, yeah. to 20. I think the Bengals are going to handle this one easily. 
And I do think the player of the game will be Joe Burrow. Oh, I think yeah. he, they're going to, you know, let him let it rip, finally. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm 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 very much looking forward to this game. I'm also Eat very much looking forward to cheese. Right, and then you won't have farts on your mind all the time. Thank you. So let us go to promotion, and this is where you can go to obviously to sign up for Bengals picks and you can make all sorts of picks like you know what will the Bengals have for lunch and what kind of effect will the air have on them no it's not those kinds of picks but no there's a lot of things like how many interceptions will the Bengals have how many yards will you know this receiver that receiver have right it is a lot of fun and it is free to play and you can win jerseys and you can win merch. And also, I want everybody to go and you can join to become a member of our Google. Yes, there you go. There's Bengals Picks. Thank you, Courtney. And it it does, I guess the 18 plus means it has some inappropriate content, maybe some glamour shots, some, some different pictures of the Bengals and compromising situations. I don't know why it is 18 plus, but that must be a perk for some people. John, I don't know. No, but it is a. Uh, it is not. You know, it's not. It's not gambling. It is free. So I guess the eighteen plus is maybe. I don't know. It is very difficult questions. Like the inter. No one asked you that. I mean, no one asked why it was eighteen plus. You kind no of one dug asked your you own. To talk about farts. You got. You, I think that's you dug your own grave in. there. You say, like you say. Well, I don't know. Why is it called picks? Hmm. Let me think. And then you start thinking out loud on the show. I mean, before the show, work yeah. this stuff out. So you don't like on the show, like, huh, I wonder why it's 18 plus. Well, who cares? Really? I just look, Courtney put the graphic up. I don't know. I don't know where she got it from. And I don't know what she's trying to promote. And I don't know what she, what a stake she has in it. But I was reading what was in front of me. The conspiracy goes to the top, all the way up to Courtney. No, no, Courtney. Courtney is the CEO of Brinks.tv, so you definitely want to go there. By the way, go to Brinks.tv and watch the yeah. show. Well, it's almost watch over. Watch our show. Yeah. But you should have done that. But doesn't it just keep looping? It does. Courtney, how many times a day do you show our show? Oh, she's playing the music. That's her way of saying bye. Talking. Okay. Yeah. Okay, her. look. There you go. But, but, yes, but give us money. There's so many. I forgot the different ways. John, how can they give us money? Go they to Patreon. Us, uh, yeah, Patreon. Yeah. You can join us on, on, on YouTube, on, on the subscribe button. Yeah. Yeah, and, and subscribe, five star review everywhere, every place. Uh, that is all we have. Wait one second. For John Sheeran. Put and in the comments. Majid. Put in the comments. Is Zach Taylor to blame? Oh, yeah. oh there's music. the music again. So yeah, is Zach Taylor to blame? And uh, and also, if you sign up for the application, Bengals Picks, let us know, and uh, and uh, we will. I don't know. We will we will talk about your picks, or if you won, if anybody wins, we can we can share our stories. That is all we have. We will see you next time. So long, SVT. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.